And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, with Lamb Lion Ministry. And we thank you for being part of today's program here on The Truth Will Set You Free. I hope that you can stay tuned to today's program as we're going to be talking about a very important subject matter, which is forsaken in the last of the last days. And maybe you felt forsaken at one time of your life. Well, we're here to encourage you today. So again, share this program with your friends and family so that they can follow along with us. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to open us up with a word of prayer. Well, Lord, I, I thank you so much that we are not forsaken. Your children are always in your hand, always under your watch, and always loved by you. And so I just pray that in these difficult times, as Christians are getting canceled left and right by the evil of this world, that, Lord, you give us hope, and uh, especially those suffering under tremendous persecution in China and North Korea and other nations. Uh, Lord, I just pray for your grace. We pray that you'll bless all those tuned in, and we thank you in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista and Nathan Jones, as we're talking about forsaken in the last of the last days. So stay tuned. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on the program. Hey, brother, always good to be sharing the gospel with you. Nathan, we're so excited because God is always uh, on the move. And uh, I know that he is up to something wonderful uh, in your life. And Nathan, before we jump in, as you and I often do, would you be able to share with that person that may be tuning in for the first time what we do and how they can get a hold of our resources? Okay, well, we'd like to welcome you to Lamb and Lion Ministries. Uh, our podcast here is The Truth Will Set You Free. Uh, Vic and I are both uh, evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is, as always, to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We believe that the signs of the time point to the imminent return of Jesus, and so we proclaim that message and get people excited about the Lord's return, and this podcast is one of our outlets, one of our ministries. Uh, you can check us out at ChristInProphecy.org. Uh, you'll probably uh, find uh, us mostly through our television program, Christ in Prophecy, and on that website, we put our all the episodes. We got videos, short and long form, articles, a newsletter, social media, an app, the Lamb Lion app. We want to help you get excited about the Lord's soon return. So check us out, ChristInProphecy.org. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. Fantastic. And, and thank you for sharing those wonderful resources, Nathan. And I just want individuals to see what the ministry is all about. But also, you were busy this week at a conference. Can you talk to us about that? Well, Lamb and Lion Ministries partnered with Billy Crone's Get a Life Media, and um, we went to his church, which is Sunrise Bible Church, uh, just outside of Las Vegas, and we held a Great Reset Bible Prophecy Conference. Uh, uh, Don Perkins, Brandon Holthouse, of course, Billy, uh, Tim Moore, our director, and myself were all the speakers. We wanted to address that, that what's called the Great Reset. It's uh, Klaus Schwab over at the World Economic Forum coined it, and it means as the global government. It's the coming of the global government. And we all address different aspects of it. I did a technology and culture reset. Uh, we talked about government reset, economics reset, Christianity reset. So if you weren't able to attend, you can go to our Christ in Prophecy YouTube channel. We have a playlist with all six videos in it, and uh, you can watch that. And uh, I found it very educational myself to learn about how Satan's global government is continuing to grow and take over the world, leading eventually to the Antichrist kingdom. Uh, we're living in that time as it's getting real close to that. But we know too that the rapture of church of the church happens before the tribulation period. So it's a time of hope as well. So I, we didn't want the conference to be all gloom and doom and scary. 
Uh, we ended on a positive note. Jesus is coming soon. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Nathan. And Nathan, uh, we see that that is the reason why today we see that uh, sometimes as Christians, we feel like we are alone in this world because everything that we stand for, the enemy is fighting against it. And this is why we need to be united instead of divided. Absolutely. Uh, we are living in what the Bible prophesied that in the last days, men would call evil good and good evil. So right now, I mean, look what is a pride parade or look what it's taught at children or look about the removal of basic human rights or the uh, glorification of the Chinese government. Uh, we're seeing this as evil is called good. And Christians who are good because we follow the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, we're sinful, but we're saved. Uh, what the God's moral law is called evil. I mean, how dare that God say that marriage is between one man and one woman? You know that. Oh, that's evil. And anyone who says that's evil. We've seen a complete flip in society, and the Lord prophesied that that would be the case, and the reason is is that then society would be so evil, be like the days of Lot, the days of Noah, that uh, judgment will come, and uh, that's what we were talking about just now, the tribulation, that seven-year time period where God will pour out his wrath on the world to punish sin, but also to get people on their knees and turn to him in salvation too. So uh, we're living in, the, in very close to that time. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. And again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into a truth will set you free. Bible prophecy edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're talking about forsaken in the last of the last days. And one, Nathan, you and I have been making our way through the uh, small, wonderful epistle there, Second Timothy. And we've arrived to the last chapter, which is chapter four, as Paul is also encouraging young Timothy in very dark moments of his life and the things that they're going to be facing. And on our last program, we were joined by yourself as well as Tim Moore, and uh, we had a wonderful program. As uh, we noticed again, Paul was getting there to the end of his life where he was talking about how he was going to be poured out like a drink offering. And he was talking about how he had fought the good fight and finished the race. And we talked about this, Nathan, right? The, the Christian, someone said that the Christian life is not a sprint, but it's like a run. Sometimes people think it's just a, a, a breeze in the park, but sometimes it's it's a lot longer than that. Well, that's a lot of mixed metaphors, but <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, it's a marathon, man. Uh, we are given, uh, when you get saved, then we fall under what's called the Great Commission, Acts 1-8, where Jesus told us that while we're here, that we need to be going and sharing the good news about him and his salvation. We should be doing good works and helping others, showing Christ's love. We also are salt and light. We hold the evil back at bay as much as possible through the church. And so that's our, our marching orders, why we're here. Uh, but we look forward to the time when Jesus comes and takes his children up to heaven. And uh, brother, I'm looking for that day. I, I so long for the day when we're with Jesus and we return with him and he sets up his kingdom. He comes and defeats evil. He ends human government and he sets up his kingdom of peace and righteousness and justice on this earth. Uh, brother, I'm so excited. I just can't wait. Absolutely. And I am excited as well, Nathan, because as times get tougher, it actually for the Christians really brings about more hope because we're that much closer <laughs> to being with the Lord. <laughs> Absolutely. I, it's a scary time period we live in. We're seeing evil just grow exponentially on the earth. Uh, it's, it's just unbelievable. Totalitarianism, uh, the, the hatred of freedoms. I mean, we're living in a time period, especially during the pandemic, where you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger says, you know, basically swore and said, you know, to heck with your freedom. 
You know, this is a this is the kind of the mindset that we're seeing in the world that that it's not government that grants us rights or freedoms or privileges. It's it's from God, and a government must maintain what God has ordained. But but people are throwing that out for the chance of peace and safety. Uh, one of the things that the Antichrist, when he comes, will come promising peace and safety. Of course, it'll plunge the world into world war, and a quarter of the world population will die as a result of those wars. So there will be no peace and safety. But we're clearly coming to a time period where people just long for peace and safety, end of the nonsense. But you can't have an end of the nonsense when people are evil and when they rejoice in evil. That always produces suffering. Mm. Excellent point, Nathan. And this is why we always encourage people, you know, prayer, trust in the Lord, but recognizing the signs of the times in which we're living in, that again, things are going to get uh, worse before they get better. Uh, Paul understood this as he was coming to the end of his life. And he was also encouraging young Timothy that sometimes in life you're going to find yourself alone. So Nathan, would you be able to take us there to a uh, Second uh, Timothy chapter four and and read for us verses nine through sixteen as we open up this amazing passage. Okay, ready to close it actually. Yeah, yeah, it's been a great series. I I love this because this is Paul's last words to his protege Timothy before he's about to be beheaded by the Romans, and he says, verse nine, "Do your best to come to me quickly for Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me, and has gone to Thessalonica." Christens has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas and my scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander, the metal worker, did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on guard against him because he strongly opposes our message. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. Mm. Wow, Nathan, I wish I had Paul's added to sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, because you have to actually read uh, Acts and some of the other books in the Bible to understand what he's talking about here. Of course, we've got great men of God here. Uh, for instance, we've got Mark, who wrote the fourth gospel, Gospel of Mark. And, excuse me. Yeah. And uh, then we've got Luke, Dr. Luke, who wrote Acts and the book of Luke. So we got two of the gospel writers here who are friends of Paul. We got other ones we don't know too much about, like Tychicus and Carpus. Uh, but we do know about Alexander, the metal worker. He was he made idols. And when the gospel started spreading and people stopped working uh, Artemis, uh, worshiping Artemis and Athena and all those goddesses, the metal workers were losing their business. So they created great riots to persecute uh, Paul and the other Christians. And so there's a, a he's bringing up how his friends have moved on. I, I wonder, too, uh, Paul, of course, he's an old man here. He's alone. He's in jail. Uh, he's kind of having a bit of a pity party here. You know, all oh, my friends have deserted me. But, you know, they're all out doing the ministry that he taught them to do. So I don't know if they quite left him behind. But, uh, yeah, Paul is, is feeling persecuted. Not He doesn't have a support group that traveled with him. And he doesn't he's constantly being persecuted by the Romans and by the merchants who are losing money. So, yeah, he's he's feeling pretty down uh, right now. And of course, this is his very last message in the Bible. So uh, he's to be commended for staying strong, even though he's very uh, disappointed at this phase. 
Yes. And Nathan, and that's, I mean, that's life. A lot of times uh, life doesn't always work out uh, the way we want it to with certain uh, relationships or businesses or people in our lives. And we can find ourselves uh, alone. Uh, oftentimes people make us promises that they cannot fulfill and we count on them for certain things. We see that in uh, relationships going bad where you have a husband walk out on a wife or a wife walk out on a husband and they feel devastated and felt alone. And I guess all of us go uh, through those periods of time and also depending on, on what age, as the older the people get, there's a tendency for them to uh, want more companionship, right, Nathan? And sometimes you have a loved one that passes away and you find yourself alone. And I can see it was the same for Paul. He's really getting at the end of his rope. Maybe he wanted more companionship and, and friendship. Uh, in verse nine, he says, be diligent to come to me quickly. Maybe he he longed for that uh, fellowship. But then in verse 10, he says, but Demas has forsaken me. And he says, having loved this present world. Uh, uh, and again, I think that was a good point you made. Some of them maybe returned to ministry and maybe some of them just forsook Paul all, all alone. But nevertheless, uh, you know, we move forward in life. Right, Nathan? Right. I think most people, when they read about Paul's adventures, they think of Paul and Barnabas or Paul and Silas. And uh, so maybe he, he traveled with one person. There are certainly times he traveled alone. But for the most part, he led a ministry team. And, and that's the sad, sad uh, story of people that follow a, a big name leader is that people forget that there's a team there that's kind of supporting them. <laughs> I mean, we've yes. all worked. For, for big names before and, and people think of the name, but they forget the team that that makes the, the ministry happen. And so here, Paul is like he's used to traveling with the team. It, it, they were his encouragement. They sometimes protectors. Uh, they'd have to sneak him out of cities where, or, or, or patch him up when he was stoned. We know that Luke is there and Luke is a doctor. So uh, we could see that probably Paul in his old age with all the beatings and stonings and floggings he got was probably very sore, very uh, uh, in a lot of pain. So at least Dr. Luke was there to to take care of him in that respect. But uh, we've got others. Now, it's interesting, you know, he mentions Mark. Now, if you remember that Paul and Barnabas broke fellowship. They stopped working together because of their disagreement about whether to take Mark or not. And uh, John Mark was, uh, Paul didn't think he was worth bringing along with him. And now he's sitting there, and he, I guess the relationship's restored because uh, it's years later, and, and Mark is valuable to him. So that's encouraging, too. But uh, I, I'm glad you brought up Demas. It's clear that uh, uh, Demas was one of the people that decided not to continue on. Maybe he thought, yeah, this isn't worth it, all the persecution and canceling. And and so, yeah, he went back to, and where'd he go? Thessalonica. And Thessalonica, along with Corinthia, uh, was not known as a very moral town. So hopefully he didn't go back into his old lifestyle. But for the most part, Paul's team, he trained them to go out and do ministry, and that's exactly what they're doing. But poor Paul, I, he knows his end is, is real close, and he's in pain and sore, and he's missing that fellowship. And I, I think that's a good testimony, don't you, that as Christians, we really need a support team around us. We need good Christian friends, good family there to help support us when we're down and in difficulty. You know, Nathan, and I think that is the key of Christianity. That's why, the, that's why the Bible says in Hebrews not to forsake the assembling of one another, the encouraging of one another. You and I have known each other for many, many years. We've gone through our ups and downs. And it's great that the Lord has kept us together 
to continue to encourage each other because a lot of times you just need to someone to pray for you, bounce things off someone. And that's why when Christians become isolated and become alone, they become targets for the enemy. So I wanna encourage any of you that are out there, seek wonderful Christian fellowship, like-minded individuals that you can encourage each other. Absolutely. Vic, I found you in the 12 years that we've been friends and ministering together, an extreme sense of encouragement. I've known you and you've gone through some very difficult spots. And yet you always had a, a joyful disposition. You exhibited the Lord's love. And that's always encouraged me. So, brother, I want to thank you for that. Oh, well, praise the Lord, Nathan. The same here. I guess because we are partners in arms. We know all the warfare that comes in ministry, uh, evangelism. And, uh, and, and Paul also had that group. And he felt discouraged at times to show his humanity. He felt uh, forsaken. But, of course, Nathan, it reminds you of the Lord. The Lord understood all of what Paul was going through because he also was let down by his ministry team at one time. And we find that in Matthew chapter 6, verses 30 through 35, where he was also, um, again, one of the ministry partners there was Peter, one of those uh, anchors, if you will. And, and even the Lord was saying how one of his closest counterparts would also sort of forsake him. And we go through those periods of feeling alone, uh, discouraged and dejected, but somehow the Lord gives us strength. So Nate, as we go to Matthew chapter 26 and notice verses um, 30 through 35, if it's okay with you, I'm going to read verses 30 through 35, but then maybe you can also read for us um, verse 75 to tie it together of Matthew chapter uh, 26. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, and, and the story here is, of course, Peter's denial. And it says, and when they have sung on him, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Surely I say unto you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Okay, and skipping up to 75. Then Peter remembered the words that Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Ooh. And Nathan, this is a story that you and I know well, right, that even the Lord um, felt forsaken. Some denied him, some betrayed him. <laughs> I mean, all sorts of things. And ultimately, he, he was crucified. He, he was all alone. And I feel that at times, right, Nathan, that's why we as Christians will sometimes feel that sting as well. But we need to recognize that our Lord, our Lord went through it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about the very people who a week early on Palm Sunday were calling Hosanna in the highest, were yelling then, crucify him, crucify him, where his own inner circle abandoned him, including Peter, who was supposed to be his most loyal follower. Uh, at least at the cross, there was uh, the Mary, his mother, and another Mary, and, and John showed up. But for the most part, uh, Jesus was abandoned, and even worse. And you could tell it, it really was the greatest agony for him, as for the first time in eternity, the Trinity was broken up, and Jesus felt forsaken by the Father. 
because the father could not look upon him because of the sin that was came upon Jesus. So he was really alone. And we read in, in like, say, Psalm 22, that he was mocked. Satan and the demons were there unseen, mocking him, and maybe through the, the high priests and the Sanhedrin who were also there mocking him. So not only is his pain physical, but the emotional pain that Jesus went through. I mean, we have all go through some terrible, terrible times in life. But Jesus knew the worst of it. And because he knew the worst of it, he can sympathize and understand the pain that we're going through. Nathan, I love that. What a very important point you just brought out there. And that is the, the, the sympathizing. Because oftentimes when we're going through a trial, uh, when we're going through a difficulty, the enemy wants us to think that we're all alone and that nobody cares, nobody loves us. And if we believe that we try to carry this burden and oftentimes it crushes us. But like you said, the Lord sympathizes. He intercedes for us in prayer, according to Romans 8. And he is doing that right now, maybe for someone that's part of this program, that's probably feeling forsaken and dejected. But the Lord is still right there, right, Nathan? Yeah, he's always with us. Uh, uh, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And this is a trust issue for us because we've been forsaken and left by other humans. So most humans aren't very trustful. Even our own close family members, we've been hurt from it time to time. And so we're not trusting of them. So we we take that and we put that on Jesus and we say, well, he says that, but I don't quite believe that he actually means that. But with God, he's perfect and his promises come 100 percent. So if he says he will never, never leave you nor forsake you, then when we feel distant from God, the problem isn't him. It's us. Um. You not in the Bible enough or praying enough or or maybe there's some sin in your life you're hoarding and you need to let go. But when there's times where we feel that God's not with us, it's because we pulled from him, not him from us. If we draw close to him, he promises he'll draw close to us too. So, so important, especially in suffering, that instead of blaming God and turning away from him, which we all do at some level, <laughs> we need to apologize for that and say, please come back to me. Uh, draw me close to you, I should say, and and be real. Help me through this, Lord. I, I need your comfort. Go into his word. Is That's where you'll find comfort. Pray. Get around other Christians. Uh, help have them encourage you as well. And they will help you get through any tragedy. Mm, wow, Nathan. Again, another good point. A trust issue. I hadn't thought about it like that, but that, but you're absolutely right. That's where all this comes from. And a lot of people have a hard time trusting God because maybe they put their trust on someone and they let them down. Or maybe they put their trust on another person and they let them down. But I oftentimes say that people will always let you down, but Jesus will never let you down. And, and I think that was a great point you just made. Yeah, I, I mean, he's perfect, right? So and he's everywhere. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He is all powerful. So it's not like Jesus can't be everywhere all at once because he is. He's, he's everywhere at once. And so when we feel that he's not with us, that's an impossibility because uh, he has to be there. Uh, it's just a matter of are we connected to him? You know, is the lines of communication open? And that's where it, it usually starts falling apart there, where we've disconnected ourselves somehow with him. In our grief, we we kind of blame him for it as if he should clear all the rough patches out of our lives. Uh, but we live in a fallen world, and we live in a world that persecutes the followers of Christ. So you're going to expect persecution. Uh, Jesus said that, uh, pick up your cross and follow me. That means then the sufferings of this world will be picked up as well. Uh, but we know that the promises ahead 
is the answer. And that Jesus will one day uh, take us off this evil world and he will glorify, uh, give us glorified bodies that are perfect and, and immortal. And then the sins and the pain of this world will go away. Uh, the millennial kingdom, we know that there'll be, there'll be an end to suffering. There'll be no more tears, no more crying, no more pain in the eternal state. Uh, that's all promised to us. And once we get out of this fallen world, we will receive that. But in the meantime, we really, I mean, you got to think of God like your life preserver. You're out in the middle of the ocean all alone, and you're going to drown. And without that life preserver, you're going to die. And when we float around this fallen world without a life preserver, we're going to die. And that's why we really need to grab hold of Jesus Christ and not push him away when we're in pain, but draw close to him. Mm. And Nathan, that is awesome. And, and in life, people are going to uh, do damage to us. I mean, as we look at 2 Timothy 4, verse 14, as you read for us, that's what Alexander the coppersmith did. He did much harm uh, to Paul. And Paul says, may the Lord repay him according to his word. So in life, there will be people who will harm us emotionally, spiritually, and sometimes maybe even physically. But we are to know that God will take care of them. We're to move forward and trust in the Lord. And I think Paul um, wanted that for Timothy that, and saying, Timothy, you're going to face and experience a lot of challenges in the ministry while I'm gone, but continue to keep your eyes on me. And Nathan, as we go back there to 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, uh, getting ready to close there, those final verses, uh, we see the encouragement there that God will be always with us. Will you be able to read verses 16 again for us, Nathan, maybe, and take us uh, from 16 to verse 19 as we look at the last part of this passage? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny what you said, that Paul said that uh, to Timothy that the Lord will deal with Alexander. He didn't say, "Go, Timothy, go out and hire a bunch of ruffians and you know push them around. <laughs> he said the Lord will deal with him. And so that's important in our pain and suffering that, we don't look to do evil upon others, but let the Lord, the righteous judge, deal with them. So, amen. Uh, amen. So let's go back to verse 17. <clears throat> but the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me, the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. I love that. In verse 19, then he talks about the greeting, greet Priscilla and Aquila in the household of Onesimus. So Nathan, I just love this because one of the promises here, you mentioned it earlier, Hebrews 13, 5. Again, the Lord will never leave us and the Lord will never forsake us. It kind of also reminds me, Nathan, of Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, a familiar passage where the Lord called us to go make disciples. And then he says, Lord, I'm with you always even to the end of the age. So one of the assurance that we have according to scriptures, according to what Paul is saying to Timothy, verse 17, the Lord is always with us, Nathan. We just have to recognize that he is there. Absolutely. I mean, what a twist here. First, you're thinking, well, you know, Paul's kind of having a little pity party for himself. And then he all of a sudden says, ah, but the Lord has stood by my side. He hasn't left me and he's given me strength. So it's almost like Paul's setting us up. You're like, oh, Paul, oh, wait a minute. He, you know, he, he's got the Lord here. He's, 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 he's been rescued. Uh, now it's funny, he says, <clears throat> excuse me, that he's been rescued out of the lion's mouth because we know that, <clears throat> excuse me, very shortly, Paul's going to be beheaded. But, you know, what he's pointing to is 
<clears throat> that he's going to be taken up to heaven. That, that's really what he's looking for. The Lord will rescue him through his death, will be rescued from this evil. And so not that all Christians ought to be anxious for their death, but we know truly that when death comes or the rapture of the church, that that is our rescue. Jesus is coming to take us off this evil world, whether through death or the rapture. It will happen. Uh, we just have to be patient. Nathan, wow. <laughs> analogy and not only that but it, it kind of brought me back real quickly to daniel daniel of course was uh thrown in the lion's den god sent his angel and protected him and, and covered him and and rescued him from that but there's also the time where god is going to call us all home sooner or later whether through rapture or death uh the lord is going to rescue us we're going to be with him forever if we have placed our trust in jesus christ and that's really the most important thing right there right nathan absolutely uh, we can totally trust jesus as Promise has always come true. He will rescue us from the coming wrath. He's promised that in Revelation 3.10. Uh, we can be assured of that. So in the meantime, we're on this ship. It's sinking. It's sinking fast. But we know that that life preserver is coming. We just have to be patient and do as much good work as we can in the meantime. I love that. And maybe you're part of this program right now. And the Lord led you to be part of this program. Listen, you did not tune into this program by coincidence, but it's by divine appointment. The Lord loves you. He has a message for you. And maybe you have not fully trusted in him. And he wants to give you that opportunity to come to him now and be rescued. So, Nathan, will you be able to share with that person on the other side that maybe hasn't trusted in the Lord how they can begin that relationship even right now? Well, you can inherit eternal life by putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, step out in faith and pray something from your heart. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I need your salvation. Please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be washed away and you will inherit eternal life with him. He's coming to rescue you now because you are a child of God. I love that. Thank you, Nathan. And for you that just maybe pray that prayer for the first time and trust it in the Lord, wherever you are, we would encourage you to give us a call at 305-992-9537. We'd love to pray with you, give you a Bible study, guys, so you can continue to grow in your relationship with God. But also Nathan and I will rejoice with you. Those of you that follow us on social media, if you want to post there that you accepted the Lord, uh, that will be a great blessing. So we can continue to keep you in prayer as well. So again, the Bible says that for every sinner that repents, there's a celebration in heaven for them. So the Lord, uh, uh, we're celebrating with you right now that have trusted in Christ. Again, he's coming back very, very soon, and you made a wonderful decision. So Nathan, that's why you and I will always offer that invitation, because in the midst of all the bad news, whether it's COVID, whether it's division in America, there's always good news in Jesus Christ, right? <laughs> well said, brother. Perfectly said. Awesome. Awesome. And again, um, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but we want to thank you for being part of today's program. Nathan, it's always a joy to have you on and thank you so much for sharing your wonderful wisdom with us. God bless you all. The rest of you have a great day. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We thank you for being part of our program. The truth will set you free. Keep your eyes on the Lord. He's coming back very, very soon. May the Lord bless you.